It's the Daily Dose from Countable, what your government is doing and what you can do about it. I'm Andrea Seabrook. President Trump has declared a national emergency on the southern U.S. border. That's a legal thing, declaring a national emergency. It gives the president of the United States the power to redirect government priorities and therefore funds to address whatever the emergency is, and that is without going through Congress. That's an interesting point. In American democracy, it's Congress that decides how to spend taxpayer dollars and on what. The National Emergency Act acknowledges that there are times when the president needs to act quickly, faster than Congress can, you know, when there is a national emergency. Okay, so by declaring a national emergency on the southern border, President Trump can now pull funding from other military construction projects that were already in the works, already approved by Congress, and put that money toward building a wall on the southern border. One caveat, that is, unless he's blocked from doing this by a lawsuit in a federal court. We'll talk about that soon. So now, what to think of this? Well, here are the two sides, the official line from the two big political parties. Democrats say what's happening here is that Trump couldn't get the money for a border wall from Congress, though he and his White House staff negotiated with congressional leaders for many months, even shutting down the government over it. And so in Democrats' view, this, quote, national emergency is just a big power grab by a disappointed president, a president who, in their eyes, does not respect or even acknowledge the power of the other branches of American government. On the other side, Republicans say, well, they're all over the place. Some are, yes, totally with the president. They see the flow of immigrants and drugs and weapons across the southern border as a real threat to our society and even the sovereignty of the United States. Therefore, a national emergency. That said, there are other Republicans who question this, conservatives who aren't comfortable with the president or really any president asserting power over parts of the federal government that weren't approved by Congress. And then there are the business-minded Republicans, those who worry about the effects this could have on the U.S. labor market. Like it or not, many thousands of American businesses rely on cheap and often illegal workers. Now, besides the two sides, there are other ways to think. You do not have to agree with everything one party says. So consider this situation for yourself. Outside of your thoughts on immigration policy, what powers do you think the president should have? When is it okay for the president of the United States to bypass the Congress? And when is it not okay? And let me ask you this. Would you think about it differently if the president were someone else? This is not a new debate. At its core, this is, in fact, the big American question from way back in the beginning. 
What is a country without a king? How do you do government while keeping a monarch and a military in check? What does it mean by the people and for the people? Does that mean that there must be an exhaustive legislative process for everything the government does, even when there's an emergency? And then what is an emergency? This is big stuff. Come over and let's talk about it on Countable. Citizen tech putting you in charge of your government. I'm Adrienne Seabrook. Talk soon.